Welcome to the Meet Medic Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I'm a GP and lifestyle physician, and I'm a practicing carnivore. I've had great success myself and with patients by following a carnivore diet, and I want to spread the word about how to achieve optimal health through diet, nutrition, and lifestyle changes. I've spoken a little bit about my personal health journey and how I came to this point. And in today's episode, I want to be discussing more about the carnivore diet and the benefits it's given me. So I've been carnivore for around three months now. But what does carnivore actually mean? Well, it seems that carnivore can mean almost anything. And well, the interpretations of the diet can get a little bit loose. I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Sean Baker who originally named the carnivore diet. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, Rivero, please do. I'm a big fan of his and I think he's doing amazing things with Rivero. I listened to a number of his episodes today in the car and I just, I find the success stories just so incredibly powerful and inspiring. And I actually tell all my patients to go and listen to them. The carnivore diet is trending right now. A lot of people are talking about it, especially as it's World Carnivore Month. I actually get a lot of patients coming in to talk to me about it now, even though they don't know that even I'm doing it. In fact, I had maybe six new patients the other day, uh, just in one day, and wanting to do the carnivore diet. I do get a few patients referred to me from the Aussie Carnivores group, so shout out to them. They're a great bunch of supportive carnivores for Australia crowd. But these people that came to see me, they'd never even heard of me. They were just random people in the, in the public wanting to do carnivore, which I think is, is amazing. It really is. Anyway, the history of this kind of way of eating, as we call it, goes back hundreds, of, maybe thousands of years. Now, many, of course, will say that we've been eating a carnivore diet for millions of years, and, and I agree with that. Medically, though, I think it came to prominence with Dr. James H. Salisbury, I think around 1850, 1860, if I recall, the inventor of the Salisbury steak. So he was helping to cure people of diseases primarily through a red, red meat and water diet. Like other people who advocate for this carnivore diet, Salisbury believed that plants could be harmful. So the Salisbury steak was ground beef, but really it was actually more than that. It was a particular way of grinding the beef so that it had next to no gristle, the so-called meat fiber. This was very important to the healing, and he thought it would completely allow the gut, the gut to rest and heal. And by all reports, I think he got pretty good success with patients. So we've been doing it for hundreds of years in medicine, in literature, and probably thousands outside of that. But now we're talking about it on social media. Influencers are suggesting it. So a lot of people are talking about it. Yet there's a lot of argument and disagreement about what the diet actually should be. Some refer to the carnivore diet as only meat, and others say it must include organ meats. Others say, no, you have to eat only ruminant animals. Others say you can eat non-ruminants. Some say white, white meat is fine. Others say, no, it has to be red meat. Some say you can drink milk or have yogurt and cheese. Others say, no, you can't. There's even some people out there who say you need to eat fruit, like Dr. Paul Saladino, the carnivore MD. Now he's saying at the moment that you should eat fruit and honey, and that actually you must eat fruit and honey, that it's essential for life. Now I'm going to do another episode on that, but if you want to, please go ahead and listen to his carnivore MD podcast. I think he does put out some good stuff. I just disagree with him on this point. In my case, I've actually slightly evolved over the last three months in what I've been eating, but I've really mainly been eating beef, eggs, butter, and seasoning only with salt and drinking water. Bit of bacon as well, and what they call BBBE. 
beef butter bacon eggs. Now at the start I was eating quite a bit of bacon but I've actually reduced that down and I still have the occasional bit though. And I throw in some pork belly, which is bacon basically, fish, seafood, and some lean meats as well, like chicken. But they're pretty few and far between. I just don't feel that good on them. Don't know why. I eat cheese, but I find it quite Moorish and it's very easy for me to overindulge. So I'm very, very careful with it. Now, I think a lot of people who struggle with diet, with the carnivore diet, especially with weight, may just be overindulging on meat, on, on cheese rather, and dairy. So just keep a little eye on that one. So I really focus on red meat. I just don't feel that great on lamb though for some reason. It just doesn't taste that good to me anymore. I'm not sure why because I used to love it. I just really prefer the taste of beef. I used to eat a lot of kangaroo. It's quite cheap here in Australia. But again, I've just gone off the taste of it. And I, I, just, I just think I'm really sensitive to the fat content of food now which is really interesting. And even if I have lesser kind of fatty meat, but then add lots of butter, I still don't feel as good as just eating the fat from beef, which is which I think I just find really fascinating. So I actually had some rum steak the other night and it just, I don't know, it just didn't really taste that good. I didn't cook it badly. I cooked, I cooked it well, how I like it. The meat wasn't off or anything like that. I think I just needed more fat, even though I ate it with, with butter. Now compare this to the T-bone I had the night before. Oh man, that was juicy and delicious, but full of fat. And it just filled me up completely. So I still eat white meat. It just, I don't know, it doesn't fill me up that much. I just don't find myself as energetic as I do when I eat fatty meats, particularly beef. I've also gone off the taste of a lot of that less fatty meat, as I said. And I know some people are going to watch this and say, or listen to this if you're on podcasts and say, Oh yeah, but that's because he's not using any herbs or spices and yeah, the, the food's going to be boring. But yeah, that's kind of the point of what I'm doing in the pure carnivore is to not consume plants, to not add herbs and seasonings. So, you know, I figure there's no point forcing myself to eat food that I don't like. That's kind of really the opposite of what we're trying to achieve with the carnivore diet. We want to make it sustainable in the long term and eating food that you don't want to, that you don't like, is just not sustainable. So how much am I eating? Well, it varies a lot on a day-to-day -day basis. I eat intuitively. So what that means is I eat what I want, when I want. That sounds amazing, but I'm not just eating crap all the time. No, I'm eating very clean, very pure carnivore. Some days I can eat maybe, I don't know, up to two kilograms of beef, plus maybe four to six eggs. Other days, single steak with a little bit of butter maybe. I listen to my body. I don't count calories, so I've not really got any idea what my caloric intake actually is. But if I had to guess, I'd probably say maybe on average two and a half to three thousand calories a day. Some days I can eat four thousand, and that's more than I've ever eaten before. Even when I was twenty odd and going to the gym every single day for an hour or two, yet I'm losing fat and gaining muscle. Even in my twenties, even going to the gym daily, I couldn't build much muscle. But now I am without even really trying. I've still got a way to go, don't get me wrong, but I'm seeing great success with the carnivore diet. Anyway, I was eating three to four times a day near the start of my carnivore journey. I just, I just couldn't seem to get enough food. Some people do find this near the start. They just seem to really just need to eat a lot. They're just hungry all the time. Other people just don't feel hungry at all, which is I find really interesting. 
I've since reduced it down and I just felt that I didn't really need as much. And I'm listening a lot more to my body. I think at the start, maybe I was being a bit greedy as well. I don't know. I've also doing started doing a little bit more fasting, but I think probably more just intuitive eating. I'm not, I'm not forcing myself to fast. I do feel a bit better doing a bit more fasting, but it's not a huge difference. Now, we know the benefits that intermittent fasting can have, but it's not really been studied on a carnivore diet. Some people, like Dr. Anthony Chafee, the plant-free MD, say that you don't need to fast, but often they are fasting anyway, just not forced fasting. That is, they're not withholding food from themselves, they're just not eating if they're not hungry. And that's what I'm doing. And that's intuitive eating. So for the last week, I've actually been treating myself uh, as a three-month treat on carnivore, eating high-quality steaks for dinner. Ribeyes, scotch fillets, porterhouses, T-bones. These are all nice, juicy, fatty cuts. I've been fine with one meal a day on these, interestingly. Though when I said I had the rump, I actually needed to eat a lot more. I needed to eat three meals after that, just to get, feel full, to feel kind of happy that I've eaten enough food. I just think that's really interesting. I ended up eating far more calories when I didn't eat the fat. So my eating day is something like breakfast I'll probably skip, lunch I'll usually skip. If I'm hungry I'll eat maybe 500 grams of beef, probably a roast uh, either from the deli counter, roast uh, sliced roast or something I've cooked on the weekend and sliced up and taken it, taken into work. Dinner's usually maybe like 6pm, usually like a steak or maybe a chuck roast. Usually around half to maybe one kilogram of beef. Now that's a fair bit I know. I was eating quite a lot of chuck in my early days. I still do, but I've kind of since gone off it a little bit. Actually, I had some tonight and it was actually really nice. I don't know why I went up. I don't know why I went off the taste. I kind of feel like maybe the ribeyes had actually ruined my taste for chuck, but maybe it was something else because I did have it tonight and I actually found it quite tasty, which is good because it's cheap here. It's about a third of the price of ribeyes. Anyway, so I vary between probably half a kilogram and two kilograms of meat a day. It really is quite variable. So when people, my patients ask me, you know, how much should they eat? How much do I eat? I kind of have to tell them that, I don't know, I genuinely don't know how much I eat. And it's hard to advise how much they should eat. I tell them to eat when they're hungry. Some days they might have three to four meals like me. Other days they might just have one. I just advise them to eat to satiety stop when it stops tasting good. I believe that's a signal that your body has had enough of whatever it is that you're eating. I'm not a big guy. I'm around 70 kgs. So you would think that maybe up to two kilograms of beef a day sounds just a ridiculous amount for me. But as I said, I'm losing fat and gaining muscle. Now I'm pretty active, but not super active. I mean, I'm really just working out like 15, 20 minutes a day. It's not a great deal. I think this just goes to show that the body doesn't really work on calories. And certainly the fat isn't about calories or eating fat. It's what your body does with those calories. And I'll be covering this in another episode in the future. So we've spoken about what I am eating, but what about what I'm not eating? Well, basically, I've completely stripped out plants. All plants. I haven't consumed a single plant in three months. Actually, that's not entirely true. I have had a couple of times where I've tested to see what the effect would be, like really tiny bits of plants. And it didn't actually really go very well at all. The first time I had some steakettes from our usual butcher. 
Stokettes are kind of like um, like square flat bur uh, bur burger patties, basically. Um, I should really ask the butcher but to find out what was actually in them, but they had some sort of herbs in them, probably some breadcrumbs to bind them as well, I'm not sure. Kind of figured, what the hell? I opened the pack up, saw the green, and I was like, oh, green is not a carnivore color. Uh, let's just try them and see what happens. Okay, fair enough. They weren't moldy, it was just, it was just herbs. So I kind of wish I hadn't really. Um, within about five minutes, I just felt totally exhausted. I could barely stay awake. Started to just feel weird and wrong. Really hard to explain. But I went from feeling kind of just out of this world on Carnivore to just, to just barely awake. Actually, I did go to sleep on the sofa and I wasn't even tired five minutes before. I just couldn't not sleep. I couldn't fight it. I woke up, I think, three, four hours later, just achy and sore all over my body. Not just because I fell asleep on the sofa in an awkward position. I mean, I'd done that plenty of times before and felt okay. Nothing really hurt. Now, this time, everything just hurt. My hands, my feet, my fingers, my toes. Like, every part of me just hurt. I felt really sluggish and lethargic. No energy. I couldn't even get myself up off the sofa. My mental health was also just just crushed. I'd gone from feeling, like I said, out of this world mentally to just not even wanting to be alive. Not suicidal, but just really not wanting to live. I'd gone from wanting to work out twice a day to wanting to just open the garage and just throw my weights out and close it again. Honestly, if I'd had the energy, I probably would have. It was really scary. A few hours later, though, it started to pass, and I could actually feel myself just kind of physically and mentally improving. Like, just going up those levels. Really bizarre feeling. A few hours later, it was pretty much back to normal. Got up off the sofa, started working out again. So again, I'd gone from hating, loving, uh, loving my weight to hating my weight to loving my weight again. Really odd. My workout pretty much sucked but I was able to do it. And mentally, I felt amazing again. Really, really bizarre experience. I, maybe it was coincidence. Maybe, it's possible. But I've had similar episodes since with things like burgers, um, sausages. Um, I had a really bad experience when I had some chicken with some sort of soy-based, I think it was soy-based sauce on it. So I've since stopped experimenting with food. Some people can go back to these things, maybe. Maybe one day I will. But for now, I'm going to stay pure carnivore. No plants, no herbs, no spices, no preservatives, no seed oils, and no coffee. Now, that one was actually surprisingly easy. I was quite scared about going off coffee because I'd done it before and I got pretty bad withdrawal. But surprisingly, it was actually really easy on carnivore. I don't know why. But I've seen a few people posting similar stories um, about going off coffee when they've been doing carnivore, that they really struggled before, but now it's easier. I've even had some patients tell me on carnivore um, that they've actually found less addictive behaviors. So things like smoking, they're just less inclined to do them. And it seems easier to, to cut down, which is absolutely fascinating. So how has the carnivore diet really helped me? Well, I mean, in just so many ways, it's hard to really list them all. I guess the most obvious is I've lost a lot of fat. 
Now I started around 35% body fat, probably slightly more. Didn't actually measure myself beforehand, which was a bit silly, but then I wasn't really planning on actually doing carnivore. I just kind of did it after I went to low carb down under and listened to Dr. Chafee speak. I've had a DEXA scan not that long ago before I started, which showed around 35% body fat. So I'm going to use that as a guide. Now I've dropped to around maybe, I think probably 25%. My calipers say between 20 and 25. I think it's probably 25. I'll get a repeat DEXA scan at some point, but they're not always super, super accurate. I've not just lost a lot of fat though. I've actually gained a lot of muscle. Loads of people want to lose weight, but that's really just a number on the scale. What we really want to lose is fat. Now, on the carnivore groups, you know, you see people with amazing success stories losing hundreds of pounds, 200. I think I saw one that said they lost something like 150 kilos. I can't even comprehend that amount of weight loss. But personally, my maybe they were, I mean, pounds, I don't know, but my weight's actually gone up. But I'm totally cool with this because I know I've lost fat and gained muscle. I'm pretty sure I've lost around 7 kilograms of fat at least and gained maybe 10 kilograms of muscle. The numbers may be slightly out, but I think it's pretty accurate. I may not look enormously muscly, but I wasn't starting from a lot. So the difference is actually pretty big. At some point, I'll post some pictures on my Instagram so people that follow me can see the changes, but I'm not quite ready for that yet. Being a doctor here in Australia, we have to be pretty careful about what we post, what we post on social media. And posting kind of half-nude photos of myself may attract some unwanted attention. So I want to make sure that I'm actually posting something that's worthwhile that shows the changes. So I've lost a lot of weight, but I think really the best thing is actually just my energy levels. And they're just through the roof. I went from feeling flat, tired, and definitely old to feeling youthful and vibrant, I really do feel like a teenager again. My vigor, zest for life, just amazing. I just kind of want to live now and experience life, nature, just be part of the planet that we live on. These are similar stories that a lot of other carnivores say. And I was listening to, you know, the podcast, uh, Rivera podcast, Dr. Baker, earlier and he was interviewing someone and they said just exactly the same thing and they were saying they almost didn't want to say it out loud because it just sounded so ridiculous but that's how they felt and I feel exactly the same. I definitely never felt this good when I was doing keto or intermittent fasting. I also just want to research and read and learn and I've actually got some books to go through on order. Dr. Ken Berry's book, The Lies My Doctor Told Me, Dr. Sean Baker's book, The Carnivore Diet, I can't wait for them to arrive and actually start to read them. There's a couple others I want to read as well, like Carnival Code by Dr. Paul Saladino um, and The Carnival Cure by Nutrition with Judy. Sorry, I can't remember her full name. It's great to think my energy isn't really coming from coffee anymore. As I said, I'm not drinking any caffeine at all. No pills, no tea, no coffee, no sodas. It's kind of crazy and sad to think I actually needed coffee to survive before. Anyway, my gut issues have completely resolved. I never had any diagnosed condition, but I mean, guaranteed, I basically had IBS. I used to go probably five times a day, sometimes having to rush to the toilet, you know, sometimes a bit explosive. Now I just go maybe once a day at most. Honestly, it takes about five seconds and I'm done. On with the day. My mental health has improved. 
Now, I spoke previously about how I maybe had some issues when I was at university, but never anything actually diagnosed. But there's definitely been times in my life when I was very stressed, anxious, or maybe a bit low. But now I kind of just feel amazing all the time. People say this is abnormal, and they call it euphoria. But I think it's just how we're meant to feel. Just most of us don't feel this ever. My sleep has definitely improved. Now, I was lucky that I never really had any sleep issues, but there were definitely times where I found it hard to go to sleep or stay asleep, but now I just sleep like a baby. Bizarrely, I don't wake up with a dry mouth anymore. I mouth breathe at night, I just, I can't stop myself. I don't know if that's reduced, but I definitely don't really wake up with a dry mouth anymore. Speaking of mouth, my dentist was very happy when I went to see him about a month or so ago. I'd been doing carnivore about maybe a month, I think, and I was quite nervous about going. The last time I went, you know, he was pretty unhappy with me. My teeth weren't that good. But this time he said my teeth were absolutely amazing with just no plaque and my impacted wisdom teeth both sides. They now have no observable inflammation, he said. So I'm pretty happy with that. I was pretty worried about my teeth, especially when, you know, you see scare stories about scurvy on the carnivore diet. Now, I know um, Jerry Schwartz, a.k.a. Carnivore Camaraderie, he did a video on this recently claiming he had scurvy from carnivore. Now, I'm not going to comment that much on this. I think it's been covered fairly extensively, but I don't think it's very, I think it's very likely that he had scurvy. There's no case reports of scurvy on the carnivore diet. They'd be making pretty big news, I think, if there was. Another small but I think really significant change is my dandruff has completely gone which is really really nice dandruff is one of those conditions that seems small but it really can affect people's confidence and just really affect them now I got to the point I was even getting eyebrow dandruff which is weird and unpleasant that's completely gone now I'm pretty sure the hair on top of my head is regrowing slowly can't be sure but definitely under here, oh, sorry, I'm pointing to underneath my chin, uh, it's filling in. I had a little bald spot there, which is now filling in. Now, I like to think I don't really care about my pretty bald head, but truth be told, you know, I'd love to have more hair. I'd never really get implants, I don't think, but yeah, if it naturally grew, yeah, of course, I'd be very, very happy. My personal life has greatly improved, especially at home. And my wife is certainly very happy with the changes. No, not what you're thinking, get your mind out of the gutter. Well, actually, no, that has improved a little bit. But what I mean is I'm organized and active. I want to clean. I want to tidy, organize the house, do laundry, ironing, cooking, just generally be productive. I've also noticed amazing changes in my kids. I'll be covering kids in another episode, but my kids aren't really doing full carnivore, but they are eating a lot more red meat and less sugar and a lot more fat. And I've noticed their behavior is definitely better, more attentive, more keen to learn, do arts and crafts, and just generally less TV time. They're growing like crazy as well. And my little carnivore baby, as we call her, our two-year-old Freya, she wasn't a pure carnivore, but she mostly just ate meat from the very early on. And she is huge for her age, incredibly strong, athletic, and super intelligent. She's just turned two. She's basically already toilet trained. All my kids are very intelligent, of course, and I love them all dearly, and equally, of course. But there's no denying that there is a difference between 
the two that weren't really that carnivore and the one that is. So where am I going from here? I'm definitely going to continue carnivore. Now, if I ever stop feeling good, I'll, I'll reassess. But the way that I feel now, I doubt I'll ever stop. It's only been two to three months so far, but there's really nothing but positives, no negatives at all. My bloods are amazing. My LDL is up a little bit, of course. But I don't really care about that. In fact, it's actually a good thing. There's a lot of studies that show a high LDL is protective for heart disease and all-cause mortality. My inflammation is way down. My insulin resistance is way down. My triglycerides are way down. My HDL is way up. All my biomarkers for heart disease and inflammation are just non-existent. My LDL, excuse me, is up, but my lipoprotein, little a, LPA, is completely undetectable. Now, this is a marker for damaged LDL cholesterol. Best of all, my free testosterone has gone up by well over 50%, really about 70% in two months. That's incredible. Now, that's probably why I feel so good. My kidney function is perfect, and in fact, many people find their kidney functions improve on carnivore diet. We don't need to fear the protein in the kidneys. It's extremely hard to damage your kidneys with protein. And really what damages it more than anything else is sugar. I'm not finding it in any way difficult. There's, there's really no gray areas like there is on car, um, low carb or keto. I find it very easy for me. It's just, it's pretty black and white. So I'm starting to talk to my patients about it. And I wanted to start this podcast to spread the word. Some of my patients, especially the vegans, ask me, how do I square this with my medical education and training? After all, we're told repeatedly that red meat is bad, cholesterol is bad, carbs and plants are good. Now, truth be told, I am still struggling a little bit with this one because it does contradict everything that I'm taught. But there's really no denying how I feel. Early on in medical school, I was actually taught that medicine is not static and we should always be learning. We should always be questioning and testing Sadly though, this isn't really done anymore. I believe that information moves on and we need to move with it. It's hard though when the whole medical establishment is telling you that you're wrong and that so those of us that are doing this kind of work, we have to actually be pretty careful. We have to know our shit, be able to cite studies and supporting evidence and potentially defend ourselves publicly. So it's a bit scary to actually put yourself out there but I think it's worth it and I'm taking this risk. I can't just sit by knowing that I could help countless people and I certainly can't just keep post pushing harmful drugs on people rather than trying to fix them with diet and nutrition. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Subscribe for more episodes and if you want to support this podcast, please see the links in the description. Thank you, for this li Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find 
All my ebooks are currently 50% off with the code 50OFF. That's code 50OFF, 50OFF, O-double-F, for 50% off all ebooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.